On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. The Solemnity of Pentecost has a rather special place in my heart, not only because it is the second highest day on the Church's calendar after only Easter, yes, it does actually trump even Christmas in terms of solemnity, but also because it is the day on which I celebrated my first Mass. And at my first Mass, it was the exact same Gospel as we have today that was proclaimed. And my, the homilies for my first Mass, Monsignor Lane, taught about, in particular, those last few lines. Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. And he talked about them at length because it is at the heart of Christ's priesthood. In the prayer of absolution, it is mentioned that the Holy Spirit is sent among us to reconcile us to the Father. That the Holy Spirit comes to reconcile, to forgive sins, to the Father himself, to bring us back to the one from whom we have been estranged. And it is in that ministry that indeed the priest finds at the heart of his identity. To be the minister of God's mercy is indeed perhaps up there, right up there with saying this, that to forgive sins in the confessional is a great gift for the priest. And we should not also underestimate what exactly the Lord is saying. Because let's put that in context. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whenever the Lord says this, we need to remember too that throughout the gospel, what took place. Anytime Jesus would forgive sins, let us remember at how often that scandalized the Pharisees and the scribes. Nothing else really seemed to have scandalized them as much as that. Especially when the paralytic, you know, is lowered into the hut where Jesus is. And he tells him, your faith has saved you, and your sins are forgiven. And everybody gathered in the house says, who but God can forgive sins? This man is speaking blasphemy. So whenever Jesus says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, he's telling his disciples, remember that one thing that seemed to just get in everybody's and grind everybody's gears? Remember that thing that ultimately led me to the cross? Yeah, now I want you to go and do that too, to forgive sins. It is a monumental task. It is a great responsibility and a great gift for the priest to be able to stand in that role. Because ultimately that is how we come to peace with God and peace with one another. Because it is only the priest that can forgive sins in that way. Yes, we are called to forgive one another. We, for our parts, have to forgive the wrongs that are, bestow that are done to us but it is only the priest that can reconcile us to God and the priest alone. And this is a reminder of what St. Paul points out in our second reading today, 
he points out that, you know, as a body of Christ, as, some, as a body built up in the edifice of the Spirit, each of us has our own proper rules. That whenever it comes to the Church and the working of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not some sort of erratic sort of being that bestows gifts on random people at random times. But instead, the Holy Spirit is a gift given to us to Christify us, that ultimately works through our own personalities, our own proper rules in our lives, in order to help sanctify us, in order to help make us holy, in order to help us to sacrifice as Christ offered himself on the cross. And for each of us, that is going to look different. For each of us, the Holy Spirit is going to act differently in our lives. Again, that goes back to proper rules. You all are not priests. That is only a rule within this parish that Father Aaron and I have, well, until Father Mondike and Father Record show up too. That ultimately it is, that is our task. That what the Holy Spirit is meant to help me to do if I cooperate, and a bad cooperator I often can be, is to govern, sanctify, and teach. And then whenever it comes to your proper rules, the fullness of the Holy Spirit was bestowed upon each of us in the gift of confirmation. And I think this is so often where we get it all mixed up. So often everything wants to be laid upon the shoulders of the priest. The parish rises and falls on my shoulders. That is a dangerous place for a priest to be. Because yes, I am called to live by our heroic example. Yes, I need to be holy and that is why it is important for you to pray for your priest. But at the same time, it is also your task. And there is a task that has only been given to you. I am man to sanctify those of you who come to this church, who come to Mass every Sunday, those of you who practice the sacraments with regularity, going to confession, coming to Mass every week, or more. But then ultimately, at the end of the day, I cannot bring back, except for perhaps by chance encounters, I cannot bring back those who have fallen away and those who have not truly encountered the gospel yet and have not yet received baptism. That is your task. That is your rule. I am nothing more than support staff. That is really what my proper rule is. And really, whenever it comes to passing on the faith, yes, I have to proclaim the truth to you, and that's why I pre present the truth to you. That's why Father Aaron presents the truth to you. Because it is your task to pass it on to your children and to your family members. But, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is ultimately you who the Lord entrusts with that gift. By entrusting you with the children that you have, he has asked you to teach them faith, to raise them in faith, to show them the truth of the faith itself. Show them the love of God by example, but also by word. This is where we ultimately come to our proper states and live in our proper ways. That is, learning to ultimately reconcile the world to God himself, to the Father. That is each of our tasks. Me, by sanctifying myself first, then hopefully by sanctifying each of you, and then by sanctifying each of you, you then go out and sanctify the world, sanctify your work, your family life, every aspect of your life. And that is ultimately how the gospel spreads that truly the Holy Spirit, which is the fire of love, fulfills Christ's desire that the earth already be burning, that the earth be burning with his love, 
That is how we come to this. And so do not underestimate what the Lord has called you to. Do not underestimate his desire to work in your life. It is by the gift of the Holy Spirit that today we see in the Acts of the Apostles. The Apostles stop being the pansies that they've always had been. They grow up in an instant, it seems. They present the gospel with great fervor, with great boldness. Everyone's able to understand what they say. And it's only because of the gracious gift of God himself. This is the gift that is given to each of us in confirmation. And this is why it is important for each of you to experience the command that the Lord gives to his first priest, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Because we cover over those gifts of our baptism and confirmation by ourselves, especially if we have sinned mortally, in which we do great danger, damage to our souls, and we are no longer living within the life of the Trinity itself. And so that is why it is important, if you are in a state of grave sin, to get to confession quickly, so that ultimately the Lord can reveal to you and to those around you the beauty and the grandeur of what it means to truly be a child of God. That is what our beauty and our dignity is. Our souls are beautiful jewels which the Lord has sanctified, shown forth, and perfected in the sacrament of baptism. But we again and again, by our sins, scuff them, dirty them, obscure them. And it is only by his gracious gift of mercy that he again and again restores it to its original beauty. That is the beauty of confession, reminding you of the dignity that each of you have, the individual dignity and beauty that is yours, and ultimately the allowance of the working of the Holy Spirit in your life, which he works in your life in a way that he works in no one else's, so that we might proclaim the gospel to all the world. This is your task, my task, that ultimately first we sanctify ourselves, then we sanctify those around us, and then ultimately the world, little by little, is sanctified. And it is by doing that, that we fulfill the Lord's command to reconcile the world to himself, and that ultimately we can become the saints that he is calling each of us to be.